Hey guys, welcome to the Filming with Josh podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Milligan, and this is episode number 83, Why Do People Only Care About Gear? This is the Filming with Josh podcast, brought to you by Rustic River Media. Welcome to the videographer's home for tips, tricks, and how to make flicks. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Filming with Josh podcast. If you are new to the podcast, Filming with Josh is your home for tips, tricks, and how to make flicks. Here on this podcast, we talk about all things video, from storyboarding and script writing to how to price your work. We talk about it all. We also have a Facebook group called Filming with Josh, so be sure to go to Facebook and in the search bar, type in Filming with Josh and ask to join the group today. The Filming with Josh Facebook group is a private group where you can come and continue the podcast conversations as well as post questions, share videos, ask for feedback, look for new gear releases and things of that nature. So be sure to go to Facebook and type in Filming with Josh and ask to join the group today. Today's podcast came to me because I started to notice a trend on my podcast as well as in the Filming with Josh Facebook group and honestly just really anywhere I look. I kind of see this all over the place, but it it definitely was more apparent to me in this podcast and in the Filming with Josh group where I spend a good amount of my time throughout the week posting content and having conversations with people. And what that trend is, is I've noticed that people only seem to care about gear for whatever reason. And I look, don't get me wrong, like I'm a gear head myself. Like I love equipment. I've got an office full of equipment. And, you know, when new cameras come out, that's exciting and new lenses and things like that. I get it. But there's a whole lot more to video than just the gear, right? But for some reason, it seems like people only want to talk about or learn about gear. When I scroll through the podcasts I've done over the years, I've talked about things such as time code or lighting. I've touched on storyboarding and script writing, or even I've done a podcast on how to capture perfect sounding audio for interviews. And those episodes are by far the least listened to, especially when compared to topics such as the FX6 that came out or the Mavic 3 Cine or topics about Sony or or Canon or whatever, like all of those episodes have way more downloads than anything that has to do with strategy. When I go to the Filming with Josh Facebook group, it's more of the same. I'll post conversations about a new piece of gear that comes out, a new camera, a new gimbal, and I'll, I'll make a post about it, give my thoughts on it, and people will like that or share it or have a conversation in the comments about it. But when I post behind the scenes pictures and explain a lighting setup or why I used a black floppy for negative fill or how I used really bright lights to bring up the exposure of a room so that the lighting inside the room is better balanced with the windows so that the windows don't look blown out. Those posts get hardly any comments and it's like crickets, right? Like nobody really participates in conversation in those posts. And I think it's so telling of where people's minds are when it comes to video. A lot of people want to talk about gear, but they don't want to talk about strategy. And I wonder a lot of times 
why that is. You know, part of me thinks, well, maybe it's just because gear's, you know, more flashy, but then a large part of me thinks it's because people feel like the gear is what makes them good or what will make them good. And if that's the case, then I feel like you're very misguided. And I hope that after listening to this podcast episode, maybe you'll rethink your own strategy. When I think about my work and I think about the projects that I I participate in or the projects that I take on with my business, my camera is the last piece of the puzzle when it comes to the shoot day. It is simply the vessel that captures all the work that we did because all the work happens before we hit record. All the work goes into the project planning, meeting with the client, figuring out what their goal is and who their target market is and what the project in and of itself is. And if it's a video, just a single video, for example, you know, how long is it going to be and where is it going to be distributed? Who's going to be in it? What's going to be said? How is it going to be said? Where is the location that we're going to be shooting the project at? Are we going to be able to use artificial lights or are we going to have to rely on exterior lighting that's natural? Are we going to have the ability to run boom mics and bring in a sound guy or are we going to have to lob everybody up and kind of run and gun it? You know, how are we going to approach capturing all the audio? How are we going to approach capturing Foley? Do we need to bring any props? And if so, what kind of props? Do we need to have a color theme? All of those things matter so much more than the camera I'm using. How we're lighting the set, where we're placing the lights, what questions we're asking during an interview. How are we asking those questions? How are we coaching the people that we're interviewing? Those are all so much more important than the camera. The camera is simply the vessel that captures all the work that we've done. It's the last piece of the puzzle when it comes to filming. But it's the only piece of the puzzle that a lot of people, for whatever reason, seem to care about. And I really don't understand that. A lot of times people ask me why I don't shoot with cameras outside of my FX6. Like, why is my FX6 the primary A camera for my business? Why not consider shooting on Blackmagic or RED, for example? But the reason I chose the FX6 is because it gets out of my way. Like the honest truth is that's the number one reason I work with that camera is because it gets out of my way. I don't have to think about it when I operate that camera. It makes sense. It's easy to use. It's got a good enough image that I don't have to think about. And so long as I do my job and I do the work before I hit record, then I know that the, the image is going to look good. Because to me, it's what you do in front of the camera that makes the camera look good. It's not the camera itself. It doesn't matter what resolution your camera shoots at. It doesn't matter how many stops of dynamic range it has. It doesn't even really matter the color science it has. I mean, that matters a little. But what you do in front of the camera matters way, way, way more. And if you take your time and, and you put in the effort to create an image that looks appealing in front of the camera, then by the time you get to the, to the point where you hit record, it's going to look good. So in my opinion, a camera, at least for me and in my business, a camera is just a tool that captures 
all the work we've already done. And to me, that tool just needs to get out of my way. It's got to work, it's got to be reliable, and it's got to be easy to use, and it's got to get out of my way. Because if I'm having to think about it or rig it up or do anything that slows me down, then it's going to interfere with everything that we're doing that day. And I don't want that. That's why I choose to shoot with the Sony FX6. If you handed me an FX9, it would be the same thing. I love cameras like that because they just are easy to work with and they get out of my way. I've learned in my career that the real side, like the real video production happens before you hit record. And I'm glad that I've learned that lesson because I have seen my work dramatically improve over the years as I've focused on not camera gear, but how I approach things. I've learned, for example, a ton about lighting over the last several years, a lot more than I used to know. And you can watch and, and, and look back at old projects versus projects I've done over the last three, four, five years really even the last two, three years. And you can see and watch the progression of the color and the contrast in my work. And none of that had to do with the camera. All of it had to do with, with my approach to lighting. The more I learned and the better I got, the more my, my videos improved. Same thing with audio. I promised myself back in like 2016-ish, 2017, that I would spend a lot of time learning audio. I wanted to learn a lot about the different mics and the different pickup patterns that mics had. And I wanted to understand what mics worked best in what situations. Things like using a cardioid or a super cardioid mic on a boom for indoors, indoor recording instead of a shotgun mic, which is going to pick up a lot of reflections. Learning things like that. Learning how to approach capturing that sound and then how to work with it in post to get the best sounding audio I could. And I'm no audio engineer, but I have sat down with audio engineers, bought them coffee and asked them a lot of questions because I want to learn how to be great at audio. And all of those things that I've done, whether it's lighting, whether it's audio, even my script writing, which I've, I've consistently watched improve over the years, all of those things have helped me to become a better DP and, and better at my approach to projects when a client hires me. I believe that equipment is fantastic. Equipment does matter. I did a whole podcast on this a few months back where I, I talked about how equipment matters. It does matter. But it is not the only piece of the puzzle. There is a lot more that goes into producing a quality video. And if you can learn how to be great at everything else, then the camera really doesn't matter all that much because everything else is where the real work happens. When I look at the clientele I meet with today, and I look at how we take on a project, the first thing we do is we sit down and we have a meeting. And in that meeting, I ask them a lot of questions. Tell me about your business. Tell me about your target audience. Tell me 
what it is you're trying to accomplish with a video project. Tell me your expectations. Tell me where are you going to distribute this video? How are you going to get it out there? What's your strategy? And then kind of once we've determined that, we can then start talking about things such as, well, how long should it be? Or how short should it be? And then we can talk about where do you plan on shooting it at? And do we want it to be interview driven? Do we want it to be voiceover driven? Do we want it to be text driven? Do we want it to be uh, dialogue driven, like a narrative or a combination of those? And then we talk about how we're going to be able to approach the shooting location and who's going to be on camera and then we'll go scout it if possible and we'll kind of walk through the building or buildings or whatever it is that we're shooting or, or filming at and we'll talk about the different locations that we plan to film each scene and we'll talk about how we want to approach the lighting and we'll talk about how we can capture the sound and my client doesn't have to know all of that stuff but I'll take pictures while we're location scouting of all of the different locations that we plan to film at and at least for me I will be thinking about how I'm going to be lighting it or doing the sound etc and then that helps me to pre-plan the whole project and then the day of the project all I do with the cameras is I just position them where I want them to be and then I turn them on and look at the back of the monitor as if the monitor is the canvas of a painting and then I get in front of the camera and I work with my production assistant, I work with my client, uh, sometimes we'll bring in a staging company and I'll work with them and we'll start painting the image that's going to go on the canvas that is the back of that screen. So we'll start bringing in props, moving things around, figuring out the lighting and how we're going to approach it. And we take the time to do all that. And you can watch in the back of the monitor as, as this canvas, per se, starts to get prettier and prettier and prettier until we are all satisfied. I'm looking at it and I'm happy with it. My client looks at it, they're happy with it. And now we know we're ready to film. And then when we bring in, like say it's an interview, for example, when we bring in the person we're filming, from there, like I'm not paying much attention to the camera. That's why I love working with the FX6, for example, because it's got eye autofocus and it works very, very, very well. And as long as your lens doesn't have a lot of breathing, which is that pulsating in and out effect from the glass moving, it's like a zoom in or zoom out as the focus changes. As long as your lens doesn't have a lot of breathing, then you don't have to worry about it. Like once they sit down and get in front of the camera, the eye autofocus kicks in and it just locks on and stays on their face the whole time. And so it gets out of my way, right? I can just focus on asking questions and listening to what it is that the interview person is saying and gauge how I'm gonna be editing together what they're saying. I'm literally editing sentences together in my head during an interview, for example, so that I can make sure they're gonna flow together in post. And if I feel like I don't have exactly what I need, maybe I'm missing just a sentence, for example, I'll ask them like, hey, I love where you're going with that, but can you can you give me this sentence for an ending? And I'll explain the sentence and then they'll try to repeat it or say it as close as they as they can in their own words. But I'm I'm a, I'm listening, I'm paying attention, I'm coaching them and making sure that we get everything we need. I'm barely looking at the camera. I'm I'm monitoring the image to make sure nothing crazy is happening. 
And of course, I'm monitoring the audio if I if I'm doing audio myself, and we're not bringing in a sound guy. But I'm not I'm not sitting there worried about my gear. Like I just set it up, hit record, and then I'm focused on the project at hand because that's the most important part. And this doesn't just work for interviews; it's for anything. Like you know, if I'm doing a commercial project for one of my clients, and we've got a scene inside an office, and we're showing somebody at a computer, you know, I'm more focused on the lighting and whether we need to capture fully of what's happening on the computer and the clothes that the person's going to be wearing, making sure it's going to be complementary to what, you know, what it is that, that the room looks like, making sure there's no fine stripes in their shirts so I don't have to worry about aliasing or anything like that. And we're paying a lot more attention to little things, like do we want to have something on his desk that is indicative of of what, how long he's been with the company, for example. Like we, we're really working and thinking about those things. The camera and the, and the gear that goes with it is like the last thing on my mind. You know, I, again, I set it up and, and turn it on and look at the back of the monitor to see, you know, what the image is looking like, but it's just a canvas at that point. We're painting the image in front of it. I wish that more people understood that approach to video because I feel like if they did, they would drastically see their work improve. Video is an amazing industry. And even if it's not something you do for a living, even if it's just something you do as a hobby, filming in and of itself and editing, like video production in general, it's a really awesome form of art. And I don't like to consider myself an artist. I'm not an artsy fartsy kind of person, but video is art. And I don't know of any artist that go on and on and on and on and on and on and on about their paintbrush. I mean, sure, of course, just like a camera, like they want good paintbrushes and there are certain things that they look for. But an artist in general, a painter in general, is really focused on what it is they're painting and how they're painting it and what their goal is. And that matters much more to them than the paintbrush. And again, the paint and the paintbrush do matter. I'm not saying that they don't matter. I have a whole podcast, again, that I did a few months ago about why gear matters. But I promise you a painter cares more about what it is they're painting than they do their paintbrush. I promise you that. When they're painting, they're not thinking about their paintbrush. They want paintbrushes that work well and get out of their way and that do what they need them to do so that they can focus on the task at hand, which is the painting. That's how video should be approached. If you're listening to this podcast and you're wondering why your work isn't getting better, maybe you're, you're thinking about buying a better camera and upgrading. Well, maybe before you do that, you should think about your strategy. How are you approaching video? Are you looking at the back of your screen like it's a canvas? Or are you more concerned with what frame rate and resolution you're shooting in? Your approach to video, your strategy will dictate how good or how bad your video ends up being. Do you have a good plan? Was there any pre-production at all? Are you thinking about editing while you're filming? Are you working with your client to make sure that your whatever it is you're doing is going to accomplish their goal? Because remember, what you're doing for them is, is what's important is what you're doing going to work for them? Is it going to give them the success that they're looking for? Are you thinking about those things or are you just thinking about the gear? Because if you're just thinking about the gear, you're gonna have a hard time seeing your work improve. 
and you'll be one of these people who buys a camera and then sells it and buys it and sell it. And I've certainly bought and sold plenty of cameras over the years, but usually it's because I find something about the camera that's um, slowing me down. Like if it overheats, for example, that's a problem. I can't have that. It's got to go. But I'm not buying and trading cameras because I'm thinking one is going to magically make me better. I'm looking for things in a camera that's just going to help the camera work well and get out of my way. And that's all that really matters to me. And that's why I shoot with the tools I shoot with because they get out of my way. I would love to encourage people to quit caring only about gear. It does matter, but there is so much more that goes into video. I would love to see people listen to other podcasts other than just equipment. And I would love to see people post questions and have conversations in groups, not just the Filming with Josh group, but any group about strategy and how to approach a project, how to light a project, how to capture sound for a project, how to script write for whatever project it is that you're looking to script write for, because those things are going to be what improves your project overall. And if you can take the time to learn those things or to work on those things, and, and look, look, guys, like I'm, I'm still learning and I'm going to be learning my whole career all the way up until the day I retire. You will always be learning. But if you take the time to be learning the strategy side, that's when you'll see your work improve. Technique matters so much more than gear. Gear matters, but technique matters more. And so today I want to encourage you, whatever project it is you're working on, or whatever camera it is you're looking at upgrading to, stop for a minute and think a lot about your approach and your strategy. And then you'll see your work improve. Thanks, guys, for listening to this quick episode of the Filming with Josh podcast. Again, be sure to go to Facebook and type in Filming with Josh and ask to join the group today. I'd love to see you there. And if you like the podcast, please subscribe and let me know. Leave me a review. Let me know what you like about it. And if you don't like the podcast, let me know that as well so I can know what I can do to improve my strategy for the podcast. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you guys later. To learn more about Rustic River Media, visit us online at rusticriver.media. Thanks for listening to the Filming with Josh podcast. Catch every episode by hitting subscribe today. Today.